Will you please pray with me? Padre de amor, God of love, de compasión, of compassion, de justicia, of justice, give us peace, give our hearts peace, da nuestros corazones esa paz, and open our hearts to listen to your word this morning. Y abre nuestros corazones para escuchar tu palabra esta mañana. Amen. Buenos días. Good morning. It is such an honor to be worshiping with you all. Thank you for such a warm welcome. In these uncertain times, I've felt embraced by this wonderful community, and I am excited to join in the wonderful work you are already doing. I was nervous about what moving and starting my curacy would look like during a pandemic, but you all have proved that I have nothing to worry about and that I'm not alone. Thank you. I must be honest, it was hard to write this sermon in the midst of everything going on. It's hard to hear or to look for the good news when we are feeling lonely, scared, or even angry with current news, not only in our city, but in our country and the whole world. But our hope remains this mor that the, mor the new morning is coming. And when I read this passage the first time, I thought, well, maybe, in addition to preaching about the parable of the sower, I could talk about the importance of meditating. Jesus sitting seems to be pr pretty meditative to me. The first two verses of today's gospel are about Jesus going out of the house and sitting, and then going out into the boat and sitting again. I'm all about sitting. Actually, a lot of what I've been doing at work and at home these days is just that. Quite honestly, though, when Jesus sat, I picture him asking himself, what can I say to make sure Luce understands this? And I don't blame him. He knew exactly what teaching style would work best for the crowd back then, and this makes the teacher in me very happy. Now, I also know that we are critical thinkers, so we look for many lessons or messages in one passage. For one, I know that it is not easy to plant and that to be a good sower, one must follow certain steps and know a whole lot about everything. Now, I'm not one to think that I know a whole lot about everything, but I think that this parable, in this parable, the sower is God. From this parable, it doesn't seem like there's a limited amount of seeds and the sower doesn't seem to even be worried about it, freely spreading them with no concerns about running out. Now I'm sure as we listen to Jesus describe the types of soil, most of us could name a person that describes each type of them. But what if in reality, the parable is describing the stages that each one of us could cycle through? where some days we are the unhealthy soil. Therefore, we pre prevent the seed, the word of God, from reaching others or from allowing others to flourish. Or we walk around unaware of what is happening with no guidance. I think that if this is correct, I've moved between being the good and the bad soil quite often. God is the sower that provides in abundance. 
God as all-knowing, just and right. And what if the soil is what we know as our environment today, our own context and our own stories? And as we learn to listen to one another, we allow for the soil to provide the nutrients needed for all to flourish. We seek to transform not only ourselves, but the world. This time of isolation has really given me an opportunity to step back and pause, to ask myself a few questions. What if Jesus, what Jesus is saying in this parable is that there are many mysteries that we will just not understand and that our responsibility is to just continue learning. Learning about ourselves, learning about others, and about how we all experience God. What have you learned during this pandemic? It has uncovered a lot of new information for me. Information that I have not paid attention to, that it wasn't that I was trying to avoid purposely, but that maybe I just wasn't looking close enough. For one, I'm learning that freedom is truly not experienced by all. That in 2020, a pandemic is disproportionately affecting the most vulnerable communities. And that denying these realities doesn't make them disappear. That it is 2020 and we are still seeking liberation. Archbishop Oscar Romero reminds us that liberation means redemption that seeks to free people from every form of slavery. Slavery is illiteracy. Slavery is hunger, not having money to buy food. Slavery is being homeless, not having a place to live. Slavery is misery. They go together. I'm also learning that systemic racism is deeply rooted in our own history. And this makes me wonder, what kind of soil am I when these new seeds are planted? Or how do I allow God to plant something new? This parable calls us to a new life today, one that transforms our hearts and calls us to new relationships. It calls us to invite God and others into our lives. It allows us to ask questions, to critically think of how our different privileges affect others, how different types of soil matter, that we may be the rocky soil, but that it can be, that it can be transformed. Even when the soil is dry, even when we stray away, God will use it. God will give it life. We can experience through this a conversion. We remove those fears, see those realities that we often try to deny. And I think that this is where we find a connection to today's epistle. This is what Paul is talking about in his letter to the Romans. He experienced God when he realized that he was actually getting in the way of the work of God. Here, he experienced grace and forgiveness. And this is why he can say, there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. 
The law of the Spirit has set us all free. And as Bishop Rob Wright from the Diocese of Atlanta tells us, maybe it is the fear of condemnation that makes us afraid as a nation to interrogate our American family story. America did and continues, continues to obliterate it. America did and continues to obliterate Native people. America stole West Africa's strength to build this country and create generational wealth. America increasingly depends on Hispanic and Latino labor while simultaneously disparaging and disregarding their health and humanity. And we still diminish the worth and work of women of every color and ethnicity through the practice of unequal pay. How much more healthier our nation would be if we could lay ourselves bare before these truths, certain that what Paul discovered would also be true for us. No condemnation, only an invitation to pivot and build with God. So, as we navigate these unknown times, and as we continue to learn from one another, my prayer is that you are moved to wonder who is still waiting to experience liberation. In these times of uncertainty and loneliness, I encourage you to continue trusting that God is already sowing. And as you imagine sitting here where you are so missed, in this beautiful church, I invite you to think of who your usual neighbor would be and check in on them. We are all hurting. We are all afraid. But we are people who believe in the resurrection, that Sunday's coming. And as we uncover painful truths about ourselves, about our country, our church, my prayer is that we remember that the redemption plan by God is reaching all people. No single body is left out. May we step forward to love and truth and in action. Amen.